Hi guys, I am so excited to welcome you to the first ever Kind Conversations. I'm going to be talking to people from all over the world, telling us all about their kind stories and I want you guys to come along for the adventure. I want this podcast to be a vitamin boost for your soul. So let's not waste any time. Let's get straight to it. The first ever Kind Conversation. Hello everyone. It's Rebecca from Humankind Daily and it's Emily. Hello. Welcome to the first ever Humankind Daily Conversation. I didn't know that until you just told me that. It's amazing. (laughs) That's no pressure at all. (laughs) So I'm actually really excited about this today because I think I'm going to learn loads, but I think everyone else will too. Um, Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm really excited to talk to you, Rebecca. I'm really honoured that you've asked me and for it to be the first one. So thank you, first up. Um, I'm Emily Hodge and I am a coach and psychologist and I help women in their businesses to lead them with greater ease and more success. And really that comes off the back of understanding the world when we don't feel at ease in it and understanding ourselves when we don't feel at ease in ourselves, in our body and our minds. Talking about gentle life um, and introducing it more into our daily lives, um, how did you come across the benefits of living a more gentle life? How did it kind of come into your, your life? I came across it because I definitely didn't have a gentle life and I certainly didn't feel very at ease with myself um, for quite a long time. And there's two triggers really that that led me to it. And weirdly enough, they're sort of one after the other, but I didn't realise the second one until I'd had the first. Yeah. So when the big trigger for me, and I talk about this quite a lot, but the big trigger for me was having cancer at a reasonably young age. So life was good. I was really enjoying myself in the NHS and I was reasonably happy. Yeah. Um, then had this huge kind of life-changing event and sort of tried to adjust my life afterwards. And obviously I'm well now, I'm here, I'm alive. Yeah. I, I went back to what I thought life could be mm-hmm. and found I couldn't live that kind of life. My mm-hmm. mind had changed, my body had changed. And that really led me to have a shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. I was always somebody who wanted to achieve and to do and to learn feel I guess what I would have would now call successful but I'm not sure I would have named it that then mm-hmm. um, and, and the cancer and the outcome of that led me to not necessarily be able to do that I would have been too tired if I'd have tried to push in the way I was going I would have been too frustrated because I couldn't do quite a lot so over time this concept of slowing down the concept of bringing more ease into life really started to come to the fore for me. And that then made me aware that actually this, this other event that I said took me a while to understand definitely was a level of anxiety that I probably had most of my life, I think. I just hadn't recognized it. So I definitely had a level of anxiety before I'd had cancer. It definitely got worse after, after cancer. And 
So understanding myself a bit more after having been ill and got better, I understood my brain was also slightly an anxious brain. <laughs> but how did and that manifest itself, the anxiousness? In- for me, it was never... But there's, there's very physical aspects to anxiety. Mm. And I didn't necessarily have them hugely. I definitely had the mental well-being side of anxiety which for me unfortunately manifested in really um ways that were a little bit hard to understand it it manifested in things like paranoia like always wondering if i was good enough slightly comparing myself to other people um being worried i'd done or said something wrong and over over processing thoughts thing is that it is. It really is. And I think, you know, and, and I don't know if it's really more a female thing or whether it'd be interesting to know if guys suffer in the same way. But I do think I definitely have that. And I still have it sometimes where I can go out for a night and I'll say something to someone and come home and then literally be mulling over it for like the next 24 hours. Like, oh gosh, I hope they didn't take that the wrong way. Or And especially I think in the age of emails as well, isn't it? Where you can send something by email and sometimes you just don't know how it's going to be taken the other side. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? But I suppose there's, there's almost a kind of process of letting go, isn't there? And I wonder if we get to that point when, I don't always know if it's age, but I definitely think it's stage of experience of learning. Can't live life like this. Yes, I just is. can't. I'm going yeah. to exhaust myself. Yes. <laughs> I don't let some of this stuff go. Like, definitely. Yeah, you you can just feel it permeating your whole experience and existence, can't you? Yeah. I think I came to the idea that that was happening for me and it wasn't producing any goodness. Mm -hmm. And often an anxious brain or a brain that thinks like that, whether it's defined as, uh, whether you have a diagnosable mental health issue or not, if you think like that, you know, you can start to kind of get yourself into a place of, I need to think like that because... I need to control the outcome or I need to take an action that's going to save it or make it better. And you start to realize the outcome will be the same. It's just your level of worry behind it is exhausting you anyway. So, so I got to a point where I was, these two things had collided, this big life changing situation and this idea that my brain was not really kind of wiring itself in a pleasant way. Yeah. It really just, I got, I remember very clearly having a conversation with a friend actually, who's been a huge influence on my life. And we were talking about basically what if we could just be kinder to ourselves? What if we could have this essence about us that didn't automatically go to surely I've done something wrong. I feel terrible or this is awful. This thing that's happened, it's going to happen again. Mm. What if we could automatically go to, it's okay, you probably haven't, or even not worry that we've done something wrong, just everything's okay. And so for me, the the whole journey began down this idea of self-compassion. And Mm. it turns out that self-compassion was a movement that I didn't really know much about. And I then got into the idea of self-compassion, discovered more about it, saw all the research, discovered the kind of big names in the self-compassion world and that was it. That was the kickstart of everything that was has come now. And honestly, it's the inspiration behind the Gentle Life course. It's how I try to live my life on a daily basis. 
Um, it's how I function when things go, go right and go wrong. So yeah, that was, that was it for me. That's amazing. And how, and what kind of things did you start introducing to your life? Were there kind of certain boundaries or certain principles that you introduced to help you live a more gentle, um, a more mindful way of life? I wanted to, I've got a reasonably analytical brain and I kind of wanted to understand what it was all about first. So, and the gentle part came later. I didn't realize that the the gentle word she says with her, gentle life mug love it <laughs> was there until much later which was now only like a few years ago and um, to me it was this idea of how do I get my thoughts into another place mm. where they can be not positive and I think that was the thing so you're asking about the practices for me it was the mindset that had to come first okay and to understand the mindset, I wanted to understand kind of the research and all the bits behind it. So there's a really amazing book. And I don't have the most amazing concentration on books. And I've read this book about seven times. Um, I've got it on audiobook and I've got it on Kindle. <laughs> that's, that's how good it is. It's Chris Germer, um, which is G-E-R-M-E-R. And it's uh-huh. the, mindful, the Mindful Book of Self-Compassion. And it's essentially a workbook, really, but it takes you through the story of how self-compassion can rewire your brain right. and how, along with the practices that you might do, um, some of which is, are meditations, but others are tools and techniques and processes that you can try to reintegrate habits into your life, um, will rewire your brain to be more self-compassionate. Wow. So in answer to your, in the, the one simple answer to your question is that instead of trying to be positive all the time, which mm-hmm. we are told endlessly, mm-hmm. um, and going back to cancer, I was told endlessly, just be positive, everything's going to be fine. And that was a real root cause for me to feel quite angry. Yeah, I can, t- <laughs> I can totally understand that. Yeah, at a time when it's the la- yeah, last thing that you're thinking about, that must be really hard being told by someone who isn't necessarily going through the same thing, to be positive must be the hardest thing. And then you've got a layer of guilt because you just want to be really cross at that person. Yes. Like, oh, it's yes. tough because mostly, mostly people are just doing it to be kind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so get into this really horrible cycle of like, do not tell me to be positive. Don't yes. tell me. Logically, you know, you'd love that, but you can't no. very easily anyway. So for me, the self-compassion really resonated because it came at this idea of changing your brain to end up being a more positive one, but by accepting all the really terrible, crappy thoughts that you have as well. Yes. And in doing so, we get to a place where we almost release the pressure of them. We release the need to be anything else. And that, when we get there, inevitably leads to that compassion and kindness. Amazing. So it's like, it's the best of both worlds. You're not going, don't be angry, don't be angry, don't be fearful, don't be anxious. You're saying, I am anxious, but I'm okay anyway. Yes. I am upset, but I'm, it's okay to be upset. Yes. And you can see how the pressure is released to be then more, more compassionate and more kindness. So honestly, that's, that's, if there's nothing else, it's that. It's that level of thinking about changing how you see your day, your world, to be more accepting in order for kindness to come in in the end. 
that's amazing I absolutely love that I'm gonna to have to get that book and read that and how I'm interested to know how that crosses over into um kind of business life and and when you have hopes and aspirations and dreams um living this kind of more mindful um gentle life uh, is it possible to kind of transfer that into a business kind of environment uh, where you're kind of striving to be better to you know for something you're a goal you're trying to get to yeah it absolutely is and that's the kind of if, if we can call it this that's the mission that I'm on to show that it is absolutely possible and I will caveat that by saying, of course, there is huge variation in how we work. So mm-hmm. I work myself from my house, my home office, which I'm very lucky to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work tend to work with people who are running their own businesses. I've always said it is different when you have different structures around you. Like if you're working in a big multi-million dollar company with other people's goals that you have to strive and achieve for there are absolutely different things that will happen but fundamentally we're the same if we can get to a place where we're more kind more compassionate more gentle with ourselves we will be able to take ourselves into any environment and succeed in it so that is also like a really key takeaway of this Um, and I loved your question because as you know I'm just back from running a retreat (laughs) (laughs) which you just spoke about and um, where what we always wanted with that retreat was to say, if we can work on ourselves and the mindset we have within ourselves, our confidence, our, our abilities, our, our need to be seen and all those things within us, our business will end up being more successful because we feel those things that we need and we feel more successful. And that applies for anything. If we can bring gentleness into ourselves, into our daily thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm that into our business because we take ourselves with us when we run our business don't we 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 are ourselves especially in the age of um personal branding um we are the person usually who's kind of doing the thing that we're doing often so if we can't be kind to ourselves it's probably going to show in some way in our business and that will probably show with boom or bust so we'll go hell for leather and we'll maybe achieve loads and become successful by whatever definition we decide that is um, but it's really quite possible that we'll burn out. Um, and it's really quite possible we'll then feel like we couldn't ever be successful again because to be successful, we need to burn out. Um, and the other version is that we kind of doubt ourselves so much that we never take any action. Yeah. So kindness and compassion and gentleness can come into both of those streams, which paces us in order to understand our definition of success and understand the markers that lead there to lead us to it in a gentle paced way yeah so gentleness can apply into the self-doubt I can never take any action because I'll always get something wrong or I'm a perfectionist and I can never get anything out yes kindness and compassion and gentleness comes into that because it's saying what if what if you were quite good what if you believed in yourself what if you felt like the thing that you're spending five hours on only needed one hour and you could either go and rest for four hours or you could work on something else beautiful for the other four if you just did it in an hour yeah. 
yeah, it just it, it, oh, I love it so much because it has so much impact on everything we do. <laughs> you know, and I, I really love that because I think one of the things that I push on Humankind Daily a lot is the um, kindness to others and kind of people, you know, that are doing amazing things. And, and that's wonderful. But I really do feel like we were talking about before that you have to start with yourself. Um, and if you're giving, giving, giving all the time, um, you do just empty that that cup. And actually, we need to keep filling that up. And it's not a selfish thing to be kind to yourself and to look after yourself and be aware of how you're feeling. And and so I think everything you're talking about and everything you do is so important because it's when people are at that replenished state Um that you're helping them achieve, um, mm. that's when they're going to be at a place where they can give their best and, 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 and be at their best for the longest period of time as well, isn't it? Yes. I think, like you say, otherwise you end up kind of having moments of being amazing and feeling great and being able to give everyone everything. And like you say, then it's just burnout and then you're no good to anyone. <laughs> And, and recognising that as well. Like I'm, I'm trying to be as honest as I can about myself too because I'm not immune to any of those um, situations the self-doubt or the going hell for leather I'm not immune to them at all I think that's probably why I feel really good about saying I still want to achieve I still want to get stuff done I love being I love being busy in a good way Um, and I've always tried to to sort of say, like recently I've been saying this is a busy period it is for lots of us there's no doubt about it it's not just me but um, autumn tends to be quite a time when we're like flourishing and producing and sharing. It's a very kind of, uh, uh, you know, renewal time for lots of us in terms of our energy in the time of year. Uh, and that's no different for me right now. And I'm being as honest as I can be about saying this is this is a diary busy time. Yeah. And I always talk about diary busy and mental busy and they're two different things. And when they collide, that's when you know that you have to be really, really careful. Yeah. But diary busy what does it mean when you're diary busy? Is it the right kind of diary busy? Is it fulfilling you? And if you are doing that, how long does it last for? And what else can you take out so that your diary busy of essential stuff can be filled or or have gaps around it that is self-care, that is space, that is um, less active stuff so that you get the time to rest. So I was just saying, I'm back from retreat and I'm about to launch a course. This is a busy time and I'm just being totally aware of what I need outside of those things in order to stay kind and gentle to myself, but while still wanting to achieve something, while still being out there and being a bit more present online and all those things. So you can have the two. You absolutely should have the two. I don't think we should strive for success without gentleness. Um, because it is what enables you to do it again later on. And I also think that the more kind I've been, just like what you're doing, right, people really resonate with it because you can see they want to come to your page and they go, oh, my goodness, this is a beautiful place to hang out. Rebecca's only ever going to talk about really nice stuff. I get to see these other people in the world and resonate with that. People resonate on a certain energy with it and I can only hope that when people think about leading a more gentle life and maybe success within that, it makes them feel good. It's not shameful or difficult or 
um, hustle and hard. It's, oh, I really would quite like that. Can I have that? You know, and I, and I actually thought that yesterday as well when I saw your stories and you talking about you adding space in between everything that you're doing. And that really kind of hit me a little bit. And the honesty that you had with it and the fact that you had a busy period, but you needed to set this space aside. Um, it really kind of hit me in that because you were being so honest and open about it, it kind of almost probably made it easier to say no to certain things. And if I was on the receiving end of you saying, like if you'd said today, like, I'm really sorry, but actually I need a bit of space. And so I can't do today. I would have totally appreciated that because you were just having seen your stories yesterday, you were being so honest about it that, you know, for your own kind of mental health, if you like, and for everything else that you're doing, you need to have these pockets. And I think sometimes saying no to people um, can feel like, oh, like the worst thing in the world and, you know, letting people down or whatever. Um, and at the moment, I'm holding my hands up, I'm dropping balls left, right and centre. And so seeing your post yesterday about making the space, I thought, that's it, that's what I need yeah. to do. <laughs> What, yeah, I would say actively drop some now, yeah. like with consciousness, because then you then you'll just be like, great, I don't have to hold them anymore. <laughs> That'd be nice. It's funny as well. I had a conversation with a friend a few weeks ago, and she said to me that she was reflecting on her commitments, and she said that. Um, of anybody that she might need to say no to at the moment. She had no worries or pressure that if she arranged something with me and had to cancel it, she would be worried. Because she, she said that you're most likely to understand. But she said, but does that mean people are really flaky with you? Because you will understand. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about that. Let me just go. <laughs> But I take that as a huge compliment, don't you? Because I think it's funny, isn't it? Because I think that's what friendship is about as well. And that's what relationships are around. You know, if you can be honest and and sometimes be a bit flaky with people, but they understand, and you know, that that's everything, isn't it? Well, also, I would say it's not flaky. If you can commit to the fact that you turn around and say, I'm really yeah. sorry, I cannot cope with traveling to yours tonight or coming out, is that okay? Like, yes, my God, yes, that's good. That's not flaky. That's committing to being kind, right? Definitely. And I think that's another thing that I found um, kind of getting older as well, is I'm better at saying, if somebody asks me, I'm so boring, honestly, but if somebody asks me to go out for an evening, I'm quite happy now in saying, actually, do you know what? I just need to stay at home and, and watch telly or do something. Whereas I think, you know, given that probably 10 years ago, I probably would have made an excuse or not being quite as honest as I am now. Whereas I think there's a real relief in that, isn't there? Being able to just say, actually, no, I, something I just don't really want to do at the moment, but I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I love it. And do you know what? The more honest you are, the more um, space you give for other people to, 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 like you just said, to hear that and go, maybe I could do that next time. Maybe I could say that to that person that's invited me out. Definitely. So it's not possible to be gentle all the time, I assume, or can no, because <laughs> I'm definitely not. Like likewise, I'm not not kind all the time. I try and be, but it's just you know sometimes life just isn't that way. But um, I suppose it's just pulling yourself back when you recognise you're not being gentle enough with yourself. A hundred percent. It's the awareness and the acceptance of that moment. And so I've done a few blogs on this because I think when I started talking about this. 
I, I I think some people thought it, but I also didn't want to give the impression that it was like be gentle all the time. Yeah. Um, it's just it would be stupid to be, and it would be muting the very humanness of us because there's no doubt about it. We can also be absolutely I don't know bitchy, angry, cross, frustrated, annoyed, and and I would never want to mute those things. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the self-compassion kind of process that I talked about around reading that book. It's, oh, I am angry today and I'm actually really cross about that thing and that's okay that I'm cross. Like that, even that sentence takes away the pressure of going, I'm so cross, I can't say anything to anybody. Oh, every time I'm saying I'm cross, everyone's going, don't be so cross. I'm like, but I am cross. <laughs> so like, whoa, okay, bring it down and go, yeah, you're cross. I, I hear that and saying that to yourself and allowing you to move past that in your own time. Um, it's, it's the forgiveness, the permission, the acceptance of the range of human emotions that we have to try and be kind, to try and be nice, compassionate all the time would be stupid. It would be exhausting as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I really like this because I'm not, I'm not like a I'm not like a wallflower who sits at, at the edge meditating all day. Um, I'm actually quite sort of loud and bubbly and quite sweary and you know in some environments. Um, and, I, and I thought when I first you know had this idea of this, I want this to be part of my business. I thought I was going to have to mute myself a lot. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to be all like very sort of very natural fibers and I don't know just which I love by the way but just not quite like me not I can be quite jarring I guess sometimes and then I realized no that's the whole point you can still be gentle and kind and have this personality that hopefully is still kind and gentle but may not necessarily embody it all the time and I think that's the realness of it I'm trying to say I fail at this also a lot it's okay (laughs) Yay! <laughs> Let's be gentle in failure. <laughs> but that, you know, and I feel I feel that so strongly. I had exactly the same thing with setting up Humankind Daily. I was desperate to put out that kindness and loving, you know, and positivity. But equally, I ha- wanted to get across that I, that's not me all the time. It can't be you all the time. We are human, aren't we? Um, and actually, I'd hate the thought that anyone you know, was thinking, oh gosh, there's, you know, humankind daily, this girl, she's, you know, permanently positive and permanently just kind. And it's just not possible. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose all you can do is just, is, is, I don't know, is concentrate on those things when you can and be as good at them when you can, isn't it? And kind of, um, but then like you say, when you're not feeling that way, just allow it to be. It's, uh, yes allow it and and it's the resistance that we often feel that causes most of the issue yes um, and of course there's arguments about well how, how do I stop feeling resistant how do I I can't just tell myself accept it and it's all okay another thing that used to happen with cancer situation was you know can you just accept that this isn't what you want right now or can you can you be in more acceptance I understood the theory behind that but it was like no I don't want to accept I'm really angry about this. Yeah. So another, another level of self-compassion comes in that says, I'm not accepting of this and that's okay too. <laughs> Fine. 
Yeah. It's just realness. It's realness and it's it's just real and human. And I don't think I've ever been able to be any other way. To be no, honest. no. And that's lovely. And I think that's why people can take your advice and your coaching um, so well, because you are so real. I think if you were anything other than that and you were trying to give off the impression that you were, you know... Oh, um, it would, uh, it would aim. I'm really gentle. <laughs> Honestly, I am. <laughs> I'm really kind. <laughs> what should be kind? <laughs> so I have a quick question for you. I know yes. you have a really big huge life experience, life changer coming up um, with uh, your surrogacy journey. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that and how have you brought your kind of, your gentle approach into this big kind of massive experience in life? <laughs> big kind of massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, oh yeah, what to say about it. It's, um... It's quite sort of awesome in that awesome, you know, it's like, I mean, the first thing to say is it's been, it's been so positive. Yeah. It's been so positive after so much not positive stuff. And I can't quite work out whether that feels so positive because everything before it was really tough or whether it, I don't know. I don't know. And I should probably just not analyze it because it doesn't matter. It just feels good. So so we're doing surrogacy in Canada. Um, the process started about a year ago um, within the Canadian system anyway, but mentally we've been thinking about it for a long time. Mm. And we're at the process now. As we speak, <laughs> we're waiting to hear whether our surrogate can start treatment in the next week. Wow. Um, I know. So it basically goes on her cycle. And if we have the contracts finished, which I believe they are, um, then she can start treatment. So it's pretty imminent, basically, the start of it anyway. But um, I think in answer to your question around what, I don't know. I mean, there's been so much after cancer, we had huge fertility issues. We had pregnancy losses, went through IVF. And I was not kind or gentle at all during that period. And I think the principle of bringing in compassion, even when life felt really, really hard, even when it felt like it was a very sad time, um, was so vital for me. And, and I should say, I'm really happy to say I had therapy, I had CBT, okay. um, I've had trauma therapy, um, and those things helped to some extent but nothing helped like the daily practice of bringing self-compassion in yeah and I know that my mind had to be in a place to to do that um but I think without the idea of flipping things into a kinder perspective for me I would never have got to this point I don't think we also would have got to a point of it of looking at surrogacy had I not been feeling quite free so about a year and a half ago I went through a really difficult kind of anxiety period and it led us to really finally close off um me having me trying to get pregnant okay um and that's when it really spurred on the surrogacy idea but I don't think I'd have been able to let go of the idea of me being pregnant had I not brought in lots of practices around acceptance um uh, permission to let go 
all the things I'd been practicing and preaching, I really embodied them. And I, and I can tell you there was, there's some moments during that period of time, those few months, where I truly felt at peace. And, and actually, I'm, I've continued to feel at more at peace since we had the decision to do surrogacy because it was all just this way of being an acceptance of life. Like when life throws you curveballs, it's not about saying don't be positive during the curveball or you'll get through it, everything's going to be fine. It's saying, no, I, I'm not sure I like this and I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm going to be okay anyway. Mm. And I do believe that's what's led us to this point. And I do believe it's what probably led the surrogate that we've got to come to us because she's yeah. just so matched to us and who we are and I love her and you know what I mean it's it's all just fallen into place and it's amazing isn't it I think in life how that does happen when you are at a place where you're comfortable and happy in yourself um it's a bit like when you're searching for a relationship and people you know often out trying to find the perfect one and um and I know for myself it was when I was living on my own perfectly happy um I've got to a space where I didn't need anyone else that's when the right person came and it's funny isn't it where when you're in that space where you're happy and content things the right things come to you at the right time don't they it's just getting to that place Yes. And, and, you know, it's practicing every day, knowing that life can, can be okay, even around unsure things, even around risky things, even around sad things. Yeah. Life can be okay. So that, that, and that embodies your kindness, that embodies everything about moving through life in a human way, in Mm. a, in a real way. Just let it be, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such an exciting time for you though. I can't wait. I'm gonna follow the stories every day. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'll just wait until we absolutely know and then but I'm like, it's really exciting. I love your Instagram. Do you know I feel as soon as I switch onto your Instagram I just feel calmer. There's something lovely and I love your stories because you you're very open in your stories and you kind of do take us on quite the journey and just hearing your voice, you're such a calm kind of lovely soul that it's like whenever I see that I'm no but it is it's truly it's lovely I'm like oh I just feel calmer the kids can be running around me like chaos and I'll just be listening I love it I really love it I actually really love doing audio as well it's really I feel very at home in it and um sometimes we just have to go with what we feel good in right because that should show up for all of us definitely and that's something that I'm really trying to do as well and be more comfortable with is the whole video audio and everything it's a work in progress everyone's just gonna have to bear with me but I'm gonna get there From what I can see, you're doing an amazing job. So, like, well done. Because if you're just doing it on your own right now, that's like, yeah, big up. Props to you. But thank you so much for being off her interview. So excited. Um, there's so much to take away from that. I feel replenished already and ready to go and give kindness everywhere. So, thank you. Thank you, Beck. And we'll have to do another one at some point. Thanks. I'd love to. Thank you, Mark, too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Isn't Emily just lovely? Guys, thank you so much for listening to this first ever kind conversation. 
if you enjoyed it um, if you've got any feedback then please do leave me a review um, let me know what you thought uh, I've got loads more to come so I really do hope you're going to come along for the journey and I just would so appreciate you being here thank you so so much have a great day everybody